Unplanned Parenthood on this edition of Truth in Love. I'm Heath Lambert, and you're listening to Truth in Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions to the problems that people face. As we devote this month to a focus on the sanctity of human life in the midst of the cultural catastrophe that is the Planned Parenthood crisis, it's important to consider the work of Planned Parenthood. There are some statistics that indicate that 93.8% of their pregnancy services are for abortion. Reports indicate that 2,197 of their referrals are for adoption. 19,506 of their referrals are for prenatal services, but 372,166 abortions are part of that work. It's an unbelievable number, and it is evidence that we are existing together in a culture of death, and we want to foster as Christians a culture of life. And one of the best examples of that culture of life being fostered that I have seen is on social media, the Unplanned Parenthood hashtag, full of beautiful stories of families that have chosen life instead of death. And I wanted to share with you one of those stories on the podcast today. And so I have invited Ward and Heather Young to be with us. They are residents of Louisville, Kentucky, and members of Emanuel Baptist Church, where Ward is the pastor of discipleship and community. We are really glad that they are here, and they had their own unplanned pregnancy and became parents in an unplanned way. And so, Ward and Heather, I'm glad you're with us, and I wanted you to describe what your life was like when you realized you were pregnant. Where were you? When I found out I was pregnant, I was young and single and working two jobs. I was a cocaine addict, alcohol abuser, and a marijuana user, and that had been sexually immoral since I was um, 13, and I would sometimes use sex to support those habits. And um, in Romans chapter 1, all the things that it says about those who are unrighteous and who are worthy of death is how I describe my life. And just a few of those things that are listed in Romans 1 is um, being filled with unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice, gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, no understanding, no trustworthiness. I was unloving and unmerciful. And Ward and I were spending lots of time together, and we were in sin together. Yeah, much the same for uh, for me, really just sort of living the typical worldly lifestyle, given over to a lot of drinking, given over really to every worldly lust, as Roman says, marriage or having a family or pursuing those sorts of things really wasn't wasn't much of a category for me for us we really didn't have much of beyond the next day uh planned out even even that much so it was i was really just self-absorbed so you are living a life that's without hope and without god in the world and you are confronted with this situation where you are pregnant 
And what were you thinking? What what thoughts made it challenging to consider life with this pregnancy? Yeah, I think I think we both thought. I I thought for sure my life is ruined. My life is over. Uh, we were we were both very young, so the fun is over. weren't very responsible, so just that just really meant to to me. I'm going to have to just give my life away. And I, we, neither of us were believers at the time, so that wasn't that wasn't appealing <laughs> to us. I was that guy that wanted to escape and allow uh, my girlfriend to really just take care of this on her own. Just it's her sort of problem. Th- those thoughts were were running through my mind. I was also oh, there was a lot of fear. I think I was thinking similar things, things like this can't be my life. This happens to other people and this does not happen to people in my family and had no plans, no thoughts about what what I would possibly do with a baby. But you did have a baby. You had a little girl named Bailey. How did you get there? What changed your mind? What got you to a place where you decided we are going to embrace the life of this precious child? So even though we were not Christians at that time, even though the Lord had not saved us then, he was still working, um, sovereignly working in our lives. And he used another unbeliever to to save Bailey's life. And that was um, my father, who, even though he was not a believer, the Lord had just graced him with a lot of common grace and he came over to my apartment. I lived alone and uh, brought me a fish sandwich from McDonald's and said, <laughs> there are options. And I didn't know what he meant by that exactly because he didn't say the words. But it seemed as though he was presenting abortion and adoption to me. And so I immediately said no to both of those things. And thinking about my life then and thinking about really not not making one wise decision in my life ever mm-hmm. there was no reason for me to say no and so mm-hmm. i see that as the lord just sovereignly preserving bailey's life mm-hmm. in spite of us and really in spite of the fact that my dad was not a christian at that point once i said no he proceeded to explain to me how children thrive in a in a house where there's a mom and a dad who are married and living together which is how i grew up which must have been somewhat of an insane moment for him having to explain that to me but he persuaded me i hadn't thought about marriage i didn't know that he would be even okay with something like that and so i finished the fish sandwich and i said i guess i'll get married and then i wrote ward a letter Really, and I think that will like, even even the Lord's providence just making a quick decision. Okay, let's do that. We'll get married. So, what has happened since then? What has the Lord done in your lives since then to honor that decision and to demonstrate His glory? So, we got married a few months later, as Heather said. The first two years of our marriage was was really really difficult. We. We weren't believers. We were still those young kids who were irresponsible. I had no idea of what it meant to love my wife as Christ loves the church. But uh, by God's grace, Heather would take a job uh, working for a law firm and was and was befriended by a believer and eventually began sharing the gospel with her, inviting her to church. Heather began going periodically, then every Sunday, and was hearing the gospel. And the Lord, the Lord saved Heather. 
I began to see a great change in, in Heather's life. There were not as much she's her own person living for herself in this house, but really began to just put a, a First Peter 3 kind of womanhood and, and living out as a wife, winning him, winning me without a word just by the way she was living. With that, she began inviting me to church, which I refused to. I didn't need that. But eventually, by God's grace, I would start going and was hearing the same gospel. And after maybe about another year, the Lord the Lord saved me. Uh, just, yeah, brought us, yeah, miraculously under conviction of our sin, showed us our need for, for Christ's death on the cross to, uh, to earn our forgiveness, to live the life we couldn't live. And then... Shortly after, in one sense, things got a little tougher just because we began to have these categories for what did the scriptures say about how a, a husband, what a husband is and how he should live, how he should love his wife, how he should father his kids and, and the same thing for Heather. But with that, with that, I think giving the grace to slowly begin obeying him, not, not perfectly, as well as begin desiring more children. The first year or two that we were married, we just didn't want more kids, and we would we would remind one another of that regularly. But there was there was soon sort of the random us coming to each other, proposing that idea, and then we began to pray about it. And uh, in the Lord's kindness, He's given us two more kids, Lydia and Isaac. How is Bailey now? How old is she? What's she doing? So Bailey is 19 and is beautiful and just given um, the amount of substance abuse that was happening while she was just um, weeks old, in my mind, there should be something wrong with her mentally and physically. And there's not. She's smarter than both of us. And um, (laughs) she excels at everything she puts her hand to. She is attending the University of Louisville. This is her second year, and she works at Southern Seminary in the internal events office. Our relationship has been a difficult one because of my weakness as a mom, but the Lord has saved Bailey, and so just being in a cycle of repentance with a grown daughter is gloriously difficult. (laughs) It's amazing. So, All across this country, there are people in the situation you all were in 19 years ago. And maybe some of those people are listening to this right now and they are thinking, I've got this unplanned pregnancy and I don't want it. And it would be easy for them to go to Planned Parenthood Mm -hmm. and get rid of that Mm -hmm. in an abortion. What would you say to someone like that if you could speak to them right now? I would say that I understand the fear that comes with finding out that you are pregnant and maybe without resource, maybe without a plan. And I would just plead and beg with you to not go through with an abortion. And just to say that a child's value and worth is not determined or based on what they do or what they possess or what they will bring to society. But that they are image bearers and they declare the glory of the Lord just by their very existence. His intelligence and his creativity and his omnipotence and sovereignty and that there are other things to be considered, whether that's single parenthood 
finding a good church that is biblical and that could come alongside you to carry your burden. There is always adoption. And, um, and then I would say just crying out to the Lord for faith and for help. He desires for us to come to him and he will not turn us away if we come to him in humility. You are listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors. If you would like more information about this issue or our association, you can visit us at www.biblicalcounseling.com.